Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm John Tucker in the newsroom with this Bloomberg Business Flash being brought to you by J.P. Morgan Asset Management. They're committed to arming advisors with investment solutions to solve the toughest retirement challenges. Visit jpmorgan.com slash funds slash defend the future. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. And to Irma's top the scales that measure storm strength as extremely dangerous, it's turning toward Florida with the prospect of property losses that could surpass Hurricane Katrina. Insurance stocks among the biggest decliners in the S&P 500 today. Uh, Barclays is estimating losses in the worst-case scenario at $130 billion. Airlines have also canceled flights across the Caribbean, adding planes to evacuate tourists if that's needed. Florida declaring a state of emergency as well. Uh, U.S. stocks slipping. Treasuries rallying the most in 10 months. In addition, we have uh, geopolitical tensions, of course, with North Korea. They continue to mount. Dow Jones Industrial Average, 242 points lower. That's down 1.1% right now at 21,744. The S&P 520 points lower at 2455. The Nasdaq Composite Index down 65 points, 1% lower at 6369. Again, the 10-year yield 2.06%. Here we check the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. I'm John Tucker. And back to Bloomberg Markets and Lisa Abramowitz. Thank you so much, John Tucker. It is time for the Bloomberg ETF report, which is brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility? Minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, please visit BlackRock.com slash factors. Prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here's Bloomberg's Julie Hyman. Eric Balchunas from Bloomberg Intelligence joins me. And Eric, uh, active funds have not necessarily been doing as well, but how should they maybe embrace a different role here? What do you think they should do? Right. There's been a lot of outcrying from active managers that passive is, is going to hurt the market and this and that. And I don't think it's going to work well. That's not a good sales strategy. I think active's role in the future is going to be as a supporting actor. This is too good for two reasons. It allows them to be very active, which is what they want to do. They don't want a closet index. And if, if it's a supporting actor role in a portfolio, the investor can stomach a little more ups and downs and some more underperformance, which is needed to really take the benefits of active. So the supporting actor uh, uh, role for active management could be a real win for both investor and manager. And so basically you're saying it wouldn't be the main core holding. It would be more at the margins? Yes, because the fact that active funds were the main core, they stuck to the index so much and they got dubbed closet indexers. If they move out, they can be more truly active. All right, Eric Balchunas, thanks so much. I'm Julie Hyman with the Bloomberg ETF Report. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. drama that we get in the political sphere. We are getting remarkably little drama in markets despite the uh, sell-off in stocks today. It is still modest and even though uh, treasury yields are lower it's again, I mean, you're not seeing a wholesale freak out and to understand why, given everything that John Tucker was naming from Irma to North Korea to debt ceiling debate. Uh, I want to bring in Brad McMillan. He's chief investment officer for Commonwealth Financial Network, which oversees $100 billion in Waltham, Massachusetts. And Brad, what is your take on this? What will it take to sort of rattle these markets in a more profound way? 
Well, there are really two things going on. The first is that the fundamentals of the U.S. economy and corporate earnings are actually very strong. You know, when you buy the stock market, the theory goes you're buying a stream of earnings, and they're actually doing great. And the second thing is there's really no alternative, nowhere else to go. So, you know, that's really kept the market solid and kept it going up, and neither of those is likely to change in the near future. So, I mean, right now you are, though, probably checking out the situation between North Korea and the U.S. And again, and I said this earlier, setting aside the idea of nuclear war, which nobody really knows how to price in, um, you can sort of wonder what it would do to the U.S. economy, which you say is on pretty good footing, if there is some kind of trade spat where the U.S. ends up cutting some of the uh, trade channels between the U.S. and China. I mean, is that on your radar? Is that a real concern? And would that uh, impact your view of the economy? It's certainly something to keep an eye on, but, you know, and there are a number of things we could talk about that could happen. But the reality is right now the only real reason to believe that might happen is some rumors from Washington, D.C. There have been, at least that I'm aware of, no serious policy proposals. You know, it's something that we're keeping an eye on, but at the end of the day, that's not a military effect either. That's a trade issue with China, and that's something that we've been dealing with for years. So right now, this dip today that is uh, not that big of a dip. I'm looking at an S&P 500, which has uh, changed all of 83 basis points. Um, so it's down 83 basis points. Is this a dip to buy? I think it may well be. When you look at how the market has been reacting to trouble, I mean, we've had we've had an intercontinental missile launched over Japan. We've had the potential for nuclear war, and we've had the most devastating hurricane ever to hit the United States come in, and the market is down less than 2%. That says to me there's a lot of underlying strength there, and if we get even a modicum of continued new good news or less bad news, you know, there's the possibility for a bounce higher. Interesting. Other people might interpret that as unbelievable complacency and people closing their uh, eyes and plugging their ears and saying, la, 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 because, <laughs> I mean, it seems like there's quite a bit of things, especially now that you have Hurricane Irma heading toward uh, Florida and the Caribbean. And you have to wonder, I mean, right now you're looking at insurance companies that are really taking that hit. And you've got Barclays analysts saying that in a worst case scenario, the damages could be worse than Hurricane Katrina. Does this dent your bubble? Well, again, it's not really my bubble. It's the market's bubble because I, I agree I agree with all of the concerns that these people are raising. But at the same time, you have to look at what's actually going on. You don't have to agree with it. You don't even have to like it. But you have to say, with all of this, the market's down less than 2% from the all-time high. So am I concerned about it? Of course I am. But at the same time, it hasn't demonstrated an ability to knock the market back. And what do we see that will be that much worse than what we have? And, you know, barring the debt ceiling is probably the biggest one out there, and certainly North Korea is another possibility. But other than that, there's not a lot out there that could knock us off track. So, Brad, are you getting a lot of calls from clients who are concerned? I am. You know, we work with uh, retail advisors and retail investors, and it's normal to be concerned. It's normal to worry about it. But when you go back to look at how the U.S. economy and the U.S. market is typically done in wartime, even if the worst were to happen, it's actually done pretty well. So we could be talking about some short-term volatility. That's entirely possible. But in the long term, it hasn't been historically something to worry about. And as far as how much uh, 
some kind of positive stimulus is baked into the market. Has that pretty much been erased? I mean, the hope for fiscal stimulus or basically are stock traders saying, forget it. We're not counting on anything out of Washington or is there still more to go uh, for that to seep out of the market? I think the market has largely written off the potential for positive action from Washington. You know, there's certainly still a possibility, but the expectations are well enough that there's probably more upside risk if something actually happens than downside risk if it doesn't. All right. And so you're recommending to investors to stay fully invested uh, overweight stocks. Is that correct? I I understand the fear, but there's no reason to run just now, yes. All right, so fully invested and still keeping with that uh, overweight. Is it overweight stocks? We, we stay with the market rate. We don't, tie, we don't try and time the markets. You know, our portfolios have been at full equity allocation. We reallocate within sectors. Right. But, yeah, we stay there. All right, Brad McMillan, thank you so much for joining us. Brad McMillan, Chief Investment Officer at Commonwealth Financial Network, keeping it real, looking at uh, what is actually underlying the U.S. economy rather than the alarming headlines. And I have to confess, I find them alarming. Um, but when you look at the uh, actual economy, it does seem to be chugging along. I'm Lisa Abramowitz. I'm in for Carol and Corey. They will be back. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.